Welcome back to another episode of the Modern Multifamily Podcast. We are just a couple weeks away from one of the biggest conferences of the year in multifamily. So Trevor Park and myself grabbed the mic to talk through our take on events from the perspective of a supplier and also some ideas we have for how we can improve the dynamic between the operators and the suppliers that attend these things so many times throughout the year. This was a fun and fast-paced conversation. I hope you enjoy. Let's get into it. All right, Mr. Park, we're back on the on the podcast for round two. How you been? Doing well. I, I love that our one-on-ones are turning into a, a podcast series. So it's just it, it makes me really excited for our, our weeklies. I will take it all day. Well, a couple topics that I think could be interesting for today, especially considering that we're in like event season. One would be like the intersection of value for both the operator client side and the technology side. Another thing would be the difference between conferences and experiences, but is there anything that you think that could be fun and interesting for today's episode? I kind of want to talk about like the fundamentals of events and like what are from, from a, a vendor or partner side, like what are the things that we need to make as like our standard practice and how from a cop, a conference operator, like the people that run the conferences, how can they better support those table stakes? Let's do it. I mean, we're up to 26 yeah. plus events just in Q2 that we're participating and I'd say you're the expert here. Yeah, I I like I think it's it's really interesting because like one of the things that's just not a, a standard practice is how we engage with attendees. I I see it across the board that there are blanket emails that go out without even vetting the list of like who's a vendor, who's a partner, who's who's a, a prospect or who's even a client. And like we've been, like I, I, I've been guilty of that. Of like when we send out an email of like, "Hey, are you interested in this product? Like, schedule a demo and come by our booth." And they're like, "We're already working with you." That's the kind of stuff that I want to make sure that like, as we drive this industry forward from an event standpoint, table stakes. We don't blanket email anymore. We make sure that like when we get that list from the conference, we're going through that and we're creating like opportunities for ABM and really diving in of like when I see like Daryl Smith's name on there, I'm not being like, Daryl, come by our booth and swing by. I'll be like, hey Daryl, I got a bottle of wine for you with your name on it. But you gotta get a moment. Our booth is 3405. Like let's make sure that you you have something tasty to drink that night. Like that that to me has way more longevity. And I feel like the operator side would get less frustrated because they're not receiving thousands of emails about uh, what carpet vendor is going to be at NAA or Optech or what have you, but rather they are getting stuff that's personalized to them. I think that could go a really long way. Well, it, it's interesting when you like open up this conversation because I think it becomes pretty controversial pretty quickly. Like No one likes to be sold to. And whenever someone's ready to buy, they want to be able to buy. And there's got to be some data to support like why people go to conferences, what they look forward to at conferences. And I'd be curious if you have anything pulled up, but the the place that I'm going with this is that my like gut would be that when someone heads to a conference, whether it's a big one or a small one, they're going for a conversation of, or a combination of meeting with people and also making sure they're informed of what's new. Should they be ready to make a 
buying decision or get into a buying process for a specific type of product over the next three to six months? Like, don't you think that's like a huge part of why people go to these things? 100%. And it, it's it's interesting you bring that one up because I, I hosted a poll that says, what do you find the most value in a conference? Just in my poll, 75% said networking, 10% said vendor connections. I would say those two are both kind of one and the same in terms of networking. So that's 85% of people are finding value as the primary one being networking. If you can network in a thoughtful way, like you're saying, where it's something where it's personalized and it's intentional, like that's that's where the value is for these things. Like people are going to the conferences to see their friends, to see their connections, to see their vendor partners that they've worked with for years, and also to meet those new vendor partners that they haven't had a chance to meet with. And this is a great opportunity to do that. The sessions and everything, like eight times out of 10, seven times out of 10, they, they tend to be kind of like a, a commercial for whatever vendor decided to front the money to sponsor one of those. But there are those that like, I think there's a thoughtful way to do those as well. And it's where you like build these really wonderful panels that create just amazing dialogue between multiple different operators and vendors. And it's not talking about like how our product helps you, but it's how are you driving this industry forward from a a creative way? So do you think, and I'm going to pivot just a little bit, but like as you're talking about this, like one of the things that I've I've always been perplexed by, but also as we welcome new people to Rent Dynamics and we onboard them into multifamily, we have to explain why conferencing is still relevant in our industry. Do you think we're as an industry like too dependent on conferences to stay relevant? Like, do you think that's part of the problem? We don't have a, a G2 that the industry has adopted widely. Like some vendors are on G2, but not all. You cannot go on to G2 yeah. and get a stack rank of the best lead nurturing solution to multifamily. You just, you cannot find that picture anywhere digitally. No, and, and I, that's that's a really good point. I think that probably is the best because like we are such a relationship driven and uh, like, like peer-to-peer reviewed driven industry where testimonials and networking are still the primary drivers because we don't have a resource like that. There is uh, like Yardi has a partner matrix that you can go in, but it's archaic and it's tough to navigate through. Even as like from the operator side, like I could never use that to actually learn about the vendors that were in there. Then you look about like, um, what was the other one? Um, Multifamily... Insiders, I think, also has kind of a little networking opportunity. And then all the associations, they have that. But there's no like peer ranking. There's no like five-star reviews on Yelp for these people. It's so tough to like find actual good data to support how this product is actually working in the industry. Because when you search real estate on G2, you get everything. There is no like multifamily specific category there. Have you heard of RETA, R-E-T-A? Real Estate Technology Alliance. Mm -mm. So I don't understand a lot about it. I just jumped onto their website. The like mission statement is that RITA is a voluntary, self-funded, and self-governed standards organization that creates universal open standards to support the development of system solutions for the real estate industry. It replaces the MITS initiative. And I, I just wonder if there would be an opportunity for like individual conferences or for conferences to like align more broadly 
prop tech, multifamily, whatever like the overarching category is going to be. And to create a new governing body of some sort to like connect the dots across the board that if you want to play fairly within this ecosystem on the technology provider vendor side, you're going to consent to not doing spray and pray emails. You're going to do personalized touches only three strikes, you're out or whatever the thing might be. Because I do believe that right now there is a very big gap created by the way that conferences are designed that makes it hard for people to connect with people they don't know. Mm -hmm. which is one of the most beautiful things that when it works out creates magic when you do get a chance to connect with the right person at the right time. But like architecting that is almost impossible unless luck is what you're leaning on. Yeah. And I mean, like it's the, honestly, I feel LinkedIn drives a higher value than a sponsorship to these conferences in some cases where I can have more demos scheduled by just reaching out via LinkedIn than I can going through a contact list that's just name and company and trying to do some outreach that way. And I think there's a there's a big thing to be said about that because of the money that we spend on LinkedIn is peanuts compared to the money that we spend for conferences. And so if we can find a way to like how do like I don't know like how do, like who do we talk to at the the powers that be that like email contact info this is table stakes for what we need. And then also like surveying interest, like how easy would it be is when you're filling out your registration, you also select like, what are the top five things that you're looking to get out of this conference and their categories of like, I'm looking for prop tech, I'm looking for lead management, I'm looking for chat bots, I'm looking for AI, I'm looking for this, that and the other, like you fill out that form. And then that gives the vendor the opportunity to say, okay, this person's not interested in anything I'm selling. I'm not going to bug them. And then you don't have to worry about like sharing that contact info. It's because they've opted in to get outreach about these three things. And it, it gives you a higher value cause as a conference to be like, hey, I'm giving you a list of out of our 7,000 attendees, I'm giving you 1,500 that are specifically tailored to what they, like what you're selling. And like changing the game right there. And then pulling in the Rita, like I think that that's a brilliant idea. Like if we could all as like as as a vendor coalition to say, we're not doing spray and pray anymore. And if you follow these rules and you make sure that you have like a, a bounce rate above 98%, you have an unsubscribe rate below 0.5%, like those stakes. I think that could be huge. And you report it like quarterly. Be like, yeah, we sent out 10,000 emails. We kept our unsubscribe rate to 0.5 or whatever. And our bounce rate was above 98. So we're sending targeted emails that don't bug people. And we maintain like a really good high relationship status with people. And they're not frustrated. Welcome to the group. As you like talked about that, because has anyone ever done that? Like surveyed? attendees to understand like their goals, interests, so that they can cater content or vendors or networking events or whatever to two people. Has, has anyone in our space done that? Multifamily leadership does it for like the innovation summit. And I, I'd have to check with Patrick on how he delivered that information, but I, I would say he's probably one of the better ones. And then I see a lot of progress in what like Dennis is doing with AIM in he provides emails, he provides contact info, and he does it in a very like clean fashion. I don't know about the surveying part, but I feel like there's opportunity to do that just very easily within registration forms. Um, so yeah, it could be interesting to dive in a little deeper. Well, here's here's my pitch. Like 
the way you explain that, I'm almost envisioning like a matrix or like a framework of some sort that's like pillars up top of like the categories that say like the resident journey, like first contact marketing, where all the digital marketing services would be to like back office, like accounting, like deep, 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 like, you know, industry enterprise stuff. And if someone was to go, and it's optional, some people wouldn't participate in the survey, but a lot of people probably would, you'd fill out this like 10, 20 question survey, five minutes tops. And what you'd get is like a custom guide that's going to be, you know, sessions are concurrent. So it's always hard to pick which ones. It'd remove the clutter. So it'd say you don't care about these 50 sessions, you care about these 10. There's 90 parties to choose from. These are the three that are best for you based on the vendors or suppliers that are participating. And you can expect to hear from our sponsors in these categories. We've let them know you're there to learn more about CRM and resident reporting, like whatever it might be. It'd be interesting if we could get one conference to say yes to just try trying that and seeing if we could play a role in being the change. I have to think someone would say yes yeah. if we provided the, the like recipe. I'm sold. I'm in. Let's do this. I Yeah. And like my challenge to like folks on the client side that listen to the podcast, there are a lot and I hear from them every, every time I post, is that like this isn't like a agenda to only be able to sell more. It's actually to be able to heighten the speed to value for both of us. Like I, as a salesperson, do not want to show you my CRM if you're very happy with your current CRM provider. Like that's the last thing I want to do because you're not going to be interested. It's not going to be a great use of our time. I'd much rather just get to know you and learn more about your role or even your family. But for the teams that's like struggling with on-site engagement or not getting the reporting that they need, struggling with CX, like, hey, want to peek over the fence and spend 30 minutes to show you what we're up to to see if it's interesting? I'd much rather have a few of those than a bunch of the like spray and pray conversations. And I think that would be reciprocated on the client side. I totally agree. This is, I think this is a good conversation. I think I think this is definitely one that I could see being a multi multi part discussion, and like maybe even bringing in like Dennis or Andrew or Patrick to get their take on like how do we make this a better conference year for 2023? Like what what can we do to help drive that forward? Yeah, I totally agree. And I I mean I I also think that it's not always about sales. It's not always about buying, but I, but I do think that like maximizing the time when you're there is important because I will say that like it's always disheartening when you hear someone like at the end of a day like yeah, I went to a bunch of sessions, I didn't learn much. It's like that never feels good. It would have probably been better for that person to have been received a guide. These are the 10 things I'm going to do today to make Make it a great day at this conference. It would be interesting if we could pull this off. Yeah, I agree. We're cool. Well, for today, should we call it or should we jump at anything else? Yeah. No, I think this is perfect. Yeah, I, I really think there's a lot of a lot of meat that we can pull from that. Okay. Well, until next time. Cool. Appreciate you.